Borak Thong Earthlet. Name's Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 44th episode of Space Spinner 2000, a podcast where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. Uh, last episode, we reached the end of 1979 in our prog timeline, so we're taking an episode to do a retrospective on the year in progs. It was a good way to talk about the previous year in 2000 AD, and to help that conversation, we're giving out awards for a number of categories. Welcome to the Spinnies! Woo. 1979, Ah, oh, yeah, get out your golden tuxedos. Always. We've got five categories, as always, and just, you know, so we're clear, like, we're sort of defining these categories as loosely as possible. You know, the, <laughs> these awards can be uh, for an individual page from Prague. It can be for something that just lasts the whole year, whatever. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, one of our Twitter followers, uh, Dunk Ross, or at Ross oh, Dunk, yeah. who, uh, who suggested that we think about... Um, what thrills would be best made into a movie, which I think we've both kind of taken into account or, you know, thought about a little bit for the spinnies this year. If you have, if, if anybody else has ideas for, you know, future awards we can give out or, you know, things to think about as we sort of do a, our year in analysis within, for next year, uh, let us know on any, uh, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email us, whatever. I'm ready to go. I'm ready like, to hear your suggestions. Like, comment, subscribe. Always. Always. <laughs> But so, or always, in all ways. Yes, that's better. All right. Oh. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> let's uh, get to it with Award 1 Best Art. Ooh. Yeah, awesome. So, what was your, so what, what's your feeling for Best Art for 1979, Fox? Uh, so, this starts a very, a very, like, intense snowballing for me. So, <laughs> my... Best Art Award goes immediately to Carlos Escara for Strontium Dog, the Rick Rando pseudonym uh, that I forget. Long John he, Silver. This, this, yeah, which, great job, man. And, of course, the Stainless Steel Rat, which looks amazing. Uh, Carlos Escara like, really came out of left field for me. He was, he was uh, in the original comic, correct? And then he split up. Yeah, he did one or two. He did a couple things, like, sort of at right front launched... Um, 2000 AD sort of did the original design of Dread and stuff like that but um, soon afterwards he sort of split he did Star-Lord for a long time and sort of came back you know doing Strong Team Dog as part of the Star-Lord merger and so we saw him saw him a little bit in October but in October 78 but 79 is really the year that he kind of shows up in 2000 AD and really kind of takes it over yeah he just has this really defining style like, even the stainless steel rat, you can really tell the similarities between that and Strontium Dog and some of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's really telling with some of the artists that we talk about the most. Um, for instance, Massimo Bellardinelli has his own style. And it's this really intense, like, psychedelic... Um, I, I don't know, just like the way he builds things. It's mm-hmm. almost Seussian, like, yeah. when you really let him off leash. And uh, Carlos Escara just has a very great, like, sci-fi style that I really enjoy. And when that stuff's in color, it's really hard not to pay attention to. It just looks so great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, I uh, did, um, I, I, I sort of do runners-up just because I, I have a lot of things that, I, that I'm thinking about and stuff, and then I have a winner. So my first runner-up is uh, Mike McMahon. 
or or Mick McMahon or whatever who um did the who did a lot of the art for both Robusters and ABC Warriors. So maybe oh, sort yeah. of lunk, lumping him in also with uh, Kev O'Neill be, be, between the two of them and their Robusters mm. and ABC Warriors work is really great just the way he draws robots and has like 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 you were talking about with Ascara also has kind of this um really recognizable style that you can kind of see that really stands out on the page um oh, it's so detailed yeah it's a combination of being rough and detailed which i think is a very interesting um combination my second runner-up for best art is ian gibson who mostly for his work on robo hunter where especially in the 78 era of robo hunter all of his stuff is or all, all the stories is so like detailed other these they, they um he ends up he, he draws these huge crowd scenes scenes of the of the ro- of the Virtus Parliament, um the war oh, between yeah. the two robot armies and stuff. It all is incredibly intricate and like well thought out and um incredibly detailed of these ridiculous things. Um, that's really <laughs> it just really makes it arrest you and is very like interesting and creates this world that is you know really elevates the writing although the writing is good too and then absolutely my winner um i agree with you fox is is carlos escara i mean yeah he really showed up in in 1979 in uh, 2000 ad with this draw with this art style that's incredibly unique and arresting and nothing else looks like it, and you instantly recognize it, and it seems really, um, what do I want to say, really like utilitarian almost, or like it, it can sort of, it's really great at telling these science fiction stories no matter what they are, you know, whether it's, yeah. whether it's Strontium Dog in Hell, whether it's the Stainless Steel Rat um, going through some sort of future cityscape, whether it's Tharg the Mighty in present-day London, because he did all those oh, Tharg, yeah. Tharg the Mighty strips, too, um, where Tharg's sort of interacting with modern-day England and stuff, or whether it's the ABC Warriors fighting armored Tyrannosaurus Rexes on Mars, which he also did the art <laughs> for. Like, everything he did is really amazing and interesting and it just really is cool-looking art, basically, and that's really what yeah. you're looking for in the Best Art Award or something. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So let's go to our second category, Fox. Ooh. Award two, best story. What's your uh, favorite like writing of 2018 oh, for 79, Fox? So this this one is the only joint award that I'm doing for the entire thing, mm-hmm. and um, it's going directly to Pat Mills and John Wagner. Um. ABC Warriors and Strontium Dog are two just standout comics. There isn't like a particular story that I was like drawn in from, like from those groups, but the writing itself for both of those is so completely memorable. When you get hit with Strontium Dog, even though it's not um, Johnny Alpha's, say, Journey to Hell, it's already very encapsulating. Uh, or in you know just sort of captures your attention very quickly even though you don't get a lot of like their powers mm-hmm. um, and then with ABC warriors it's this really great build-up it is like magnificent seven-esque where you're kind of going into each one of these personalities and like bringing them on the team and um, just the the 
tantamount awesomeness that is the eruption of Mars. And, uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's just such great storytelling for for what you'd expect out of 2000 AD. And definitely, mm-hmm. like, these two stories set a tone for me that, like, coming into 1980, like, this is my expectation now. Mm-hmm. Like, these were two very well-crafted stories. Judge Dredd is in almost every comic book. He's written really well. And this is not to, like, you know, downsize or downplay that in any way. But, like, you know, Flesh didn't make the cut this year. And there's a reason for that. Or, yeah. you know, Rick Random is, is kind of garbage no matter who's writing it. So it's just these two comics uh stand out as some of the best yeah. things that i've read in comic books absolutely yeah well don't yeah sorry don't get too far into that because we still have best thrill coming after this so you know but i agree mm-hmm. with the writing on that but yeah so for my best story my first runner-up i had a uh, i have kevin gosnell as my first run kelvin gosnell is my first runner-up for okay. his uh project overkill story which listen yeah it's it's kind of a of uh a forgettable um like sort of conspiracy story to an extent, but I think it's actually pretty fun. Um, I know when, when, when I came into it, um, just like listening to my attitudes about it when we start talking about it as I'm listening back to these shows and stuff, I had sort of forgotten about it, and so to me, it was I was just assuming it was going to be another sort of six-issue uh, stinker, like say a, a Colony Earth or a Death Planet or, some, or a Rick Random or something like that. Um, mm. Instead, for me at least, it ended up being a fun sort of actiony conspiracy story, more of a of a, of, of a good short one, like say a a Visible Man or something like that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, that really surprised me, I guess, because I just hadn't been expecting it to be sort of as good as it was, I suppose. Um, and it, it also sort of thinking about things that are movies, I get, or that, that, that would be a movie, um, Project Overkill really feels like something that sort of could be one, just as um, in the same vein as like maybe a, a, a North by Northwest or a, a, a Day of the Condor, one of these sort of 60s and 70s. Oh, interesting. Like conspiracy yeah. movies that would really just be like, all right, like this is just immediately, like you just straight adapt it basically as a, as a film and to be ready to go if you want to just make sort of a, one of these old school conspiracy movies i guess um all of these people are probably robots something but just like i don't know i just thought it was an interesting sort of quick self-contained story and i think a yeah. lot of times we tend to think of these 2080 mega epics so having you know yeah, absolutely. it's interesting even especially the um in this era of 2000 AD, where if something was good, it usually stayed around for a long time. To have something that's good and kind of gets in and gets out is interesting to keep an eye on, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So my second runner-up, or my first runner-up, I guess, the, the previous one was my second runner-up, whatever, was, uh, yeah, was, was, was John Wagner, right? Specifically him writing as T.B. Grover? Like, yeah. um which actually won an Eagle Award in 1979. Like, like in, in the period, this was, he was recognized for good writing. That's crazy. <laughs> for his work on Strontium Dog, like you said, and I'll expand it by saying also his work on Robo Hunter this year. Um, mm-hmm. Just building these, this like sort of character of Sam Slade and Kid, um, the moment of the, the the moments of real like emotion we got when like a cutie the Robo Meter sacrificed herself oh. and stuff. 
that was fucked up. Yeah, and then just the ridiculous, like amoral, like Seinfeld ending of the of that story that ended with the <laughs> like the planet destroyed and like Sam just kind of riding up, like riding off into the sunset with some space babes, throwing the medal he earned for it like over his shoulder out the back of the car and stuff. You know, like when I call it a Seinfeld ending, that's high praise for me. Just the, making yeah. this sort of like. I just had thought of it as Seinfeld, and it's so fucking true. Well, I, 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 th- I think I said that it was sort of Seinfeldy on the show when we talked about it. But yeah, it's just there very much like, like no learning, no hugging. Like everybody's kind of like, all right, like I guess that's just sort of how it goes, you know. Um, <laughs> yes, I th- this entire planet full of robots is dead. Whatever, you know. But just like that sort of like doing that kind of like gleeful amorality almost is 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 harder than it looks i guess as i think we'll see when like when we get to to 90s era robo hunter and it's a little bit less um or it 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 has some problems with that um and just in general like this sort of thing was just like where you kind of destroy like where you're trying to save the planet you destroy the planet and you kind of shrug and move on is so um it's so interesting and such a, a weird way to take it. It's really um, fun. And then, yeah, and then definitely everything you said about uh, John Wagner and, and Strontium Dog. You know, the only Strontium Dog story we had was the Journey to Hell story this year. Um, the uh, the the Woolrog stuff was 78, but... Oh, really? Yeah, but yeah, the Journey to Hell the Journey to Hell story is so amazing just in what it is and what it does and stuff is so, you know, it's real good. Um, Mr. Sun and Mr. Moon are such a standout couple. I, I mean, yeah, just the way they go. And I guess also we should talk about this just for Carlos Escara too. Just everything about that story, whether it's, yeah, dealing with what's going on in hell and the journeys you have to get through. You get, like, all the art stuff for it is really awesome. But anyhow, anyhow, my best story... Or my, my my best writing goes to the actual award is is for Pat Mills for yeah for Robo for ABC Warriors and Robusters. Nice. Um, ABC Warriors, like you said, I mean you know every kind of story is told in ABC Warriors. There's like there's I mean there's war stories, yes, but there's also like stories about redemption there's like with Steelhorn and the mess there's like a, it's a straight up horror oh, yeah. a horror story also with like the red death and stuff like that yeah um, there's dealing with like there's like helping someone who's hurt and get and and getting them back to full to full ability with like the uh, the uh, the George story um there's dinosaurs I mean I don't know what what more you could <laughs> want from anything versus just with abc warriors which um just you know then you get you know there's getting the team together there's all this stuff everybody's really varied and awesome like i don't know just this first abc warriors story is a classic for a reason and part of that reason is just the writing by by pat mills for it absolutely but so let's let's bring it together fox what's your best overall thrill for 1979 I think you're starting to see the theme set in, but it's Strontium Dog 100% of the way. Nice! I I fucking loved the journey to hell. I love um, all three of the characters just working together. Um, they It's possibly out mm-hmm. of all the comics that we read. It's, it's So, like, Hammerstein and Rojas are very funny working yeah. together, right? Um, whereas Wolf uh, Johnny and the Gronk are like 
consciously friends. Right. Yeah. Definitely. They're, they're working together because they they like enjoy each other's company. They also enjoy money. They mm -hmm. also, you know, they're doing this because this is their thing, um, and and they don't like spend a lot of time having to describe that. They just show it through action. Yeah. Um, Johnny, especially as he like will go out of his way for certain people, uh, almost to his own fucking doom, mm -hmm. and uh, like just. Going through hell was a very great story of just expressing like a day in the life of these guys. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess we've got to go get Fly's eyes and bring him back, which they they're very fucking serious about, and they're yeah. gonna go goddamn do. And it's just horrible what they have to go through. Mm -hmm. And then they just get come back, and they're like, "All right, next." <laughs> That's like, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I, I just wish there had been more of it. Um, it If you... I mean, I'm going out and buying an anthology, basically, after looking at... Or Definitely. going back through my notes. Yeah, there's a lot. So, I mean, yeah. And and uh, next year is really when Strontium Dog sort of joins the... Uh, it's, 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 it's not going to be later in the year, but um, 1980 is when Strontium Dog starts being sort of a permanent part of the lineup. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be so good, man. They're gonna oh, go back. Man. They're gonna be uh, they're, they're gonna go back and um and do a bounty on Hitler. It's gonna be fantastic. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. Any time that somebody danger fives a situation, I'm very happy. <laughs> I feel you know. I mean, if you got time travel, it's time to start gathering up history's greatest monsters and trying them in the future. You know, any. Oh, I don't want to. So I've, I've, I've said too much already and I, 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 I semi regret it but it's gonna be it's gonna be real good um, okay. okay so, so for my, okay so overall thrill uh, second runner-up is judge dread who sort of has been getting a look in on the awards this year um, which is too bad but it's sort of hurt by the fact that you know there, there was sort of only you know the big judge dread epic this year was judge Cal and sort of half of it was in 78 so it's a little bit like sort of rough, but there's been a lot of really good Judge Dredd stuff over this over this year of ni of 1979. Um, Dude, raining Cleggs. Yeah, the Clegg, like the Clegg attack, and like all the Judge Cal stuff. Um, sort of Cal's ultimate triumph, and then stuff about like Judge Fish and the Cleggs and all yeah. that stuff. That's all 1979, and it's all really good. Uh, 79 also, we just saw a lot of stuff about the city, which, as you know, as you know my sort of um, agenda is always Mega City One as a character in the uh, in the story. We, the, you know, 79 is when we start having this the city blocks when we um, see like people living in cars moving all over the place, Otto Sump shows up, um, all this sort of like just city as a character stuff in Judge Dredd happened in 79. That, Uncle Lump. Yeah, it's, yeah, oh, the, the, the tragic tale of Uncle Lump, just all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's really like, um, you know, and even like, like the Black Death or something, it's sort of this mini oh, epic yeah. of just spiders taking everything out. Um, is all like me it's it's not the flashiest judge dread stuff you know we're gonna get flashy judge dread next year i think but um mm. it's still good workmanlike stuff and you know judge dread so such a key part of 2000 ad that you got to recognize him for you know yeoman's work basically hell yeah dude yeah. the guy like swept the eagle awards absolutely uh my my, my first runner-up is strontium dog basically for just 
all the reasons you said, Fox. Like the second Strontium Dog came back, it was instantly our t- both of our top thrills every week that it was, or yeah. every month that it was in the Progs. Um, yeah, like the center page, like it always had this, had this, had the uh, had the color center pages, and I th- and they moved to a new printing process for a brief period that allowed Escara to just really do amazing things. Um, yeah. Like when they're when they're on that. Um, when they're on that plane of death and the four horsemen of uh, of hell are riding after them and they're each like different and they're all really cool looking and like Johnny Alpha's riding towards the city of hate as his body skeletonizes. Then they get Dude. to hate and it's run by Mr. Sun and Mr. Moon and they're these cool towers with gargoyles wheeling around <laughs> them and it sort of ends with... And that sequence ends with like a, a battle royale style, just like every day yeah. this whole this whole city fights to the death over these five tickets and stuff. Oh, you know, mwah. Like I don't know. It's so good. <laughs> but I gotta give it my number one, my my best thrill of uh of nineteen seventy nine to ABC Warriors. Um Hell yeah. Again, it was another one where from the second it showed up, it was our uh, it was our top thrills the whole the, the 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 whole time. It just told so many stories, from the recruiting of all the ABC Warriors to the time on to going to Mars and stuff. It was this huge, like truly epic epic of win of fighting and winning this war of going to Mars for this new challenge, learning all the like the ins and outs of this world of Mars that's so terif- like familiar and terrifying at the same time, but allows yeah. the, the possibility of all of these um, ridiculous sci-fi things. You know, it's, the, it's a place <laughs> where you can have a virus that personifies itself as a little kid who must be killed. It's a place where rich people hunt humans on armored T-Rexes, and there's sort of like giant mad robots just wandering about because their brains aren't built right that then redeem themselves you know everything about it is amazing and like perfect frankly like if it well no if abc warriors had somehow had road jaws in it then it would have been perfect thank you god <laughs> just, it would have been great just because his inner just because road jaws and hammerstein's interactions with each other's with each other remain very fun you know yeah. um and I'm definitely, you know, it's definitely a bummer that they weren't, that they won't be together. They will be when ABC Warriors returns in Nemesis the Warlock, but that's not till like 1985. So it's really Shit. a bummer. Um, it's a bummer just that, um, yeah, just that the problems made them sort of shelve this this title for a little bit. And it's also, for me, the one that I'd most want to make a movie. Although for me, I'd make a movie ABC Warriors that would be like this weird conceptual, like Animatrix style movie where... Oh, there you go. Each, like, section is done by a different animator just to kind of try to, with, with a different art style and stuff, just to try to bring about some of this sort of, like, piecemeal element of the ABC Warriors. That's one of my favorite things about it, I think, although it must have been a real pain when they were making it, is just that, you know, Mike McMahon does some, Kevin O'Neill does some, uh, Brandon Marshall does some, Brian Ballin comes in and draws the Cyboons, you know, uh, Escara comes oh, yeah. in for the dinosaurs, just this, all these different um, artists with all these different styles all come in and do like a chapter, do a, you know, one character's introduction or one mission on the, on, on Mars that 
makes it feel like to, to, to me like makes the the makes the comic feel like a sum of parts like it just feels like every like a whole bunch of people coming together to make this epic that makes yeah. it feel it makes it feel grander maybe than something that's just you know an uh, one writer and one artist kind of doing things although that's also really awesome like there's something about it being all these different teams that really um I don't know, it adds something to it almost, or just gives it a lot more variety that makes it feel really um, different and special, I guess. I um, certainly think so. I mean, it's a gorgeous comic, and yeah. I mean, very, very, very uh, good choice for Tom yeah. Thrill. I think that's a real counterpoint to, to Destrontium Dog, which is so amazing, with just Wagner and Ascara, you know, that yeah. the, you know, the two of them sort of form opposite, like, poles of sort of these you know interactions between you know number of interactions between artists and stuff like that oh for sure uh, so I, I mean they're both oh, beautiful choices absolutely so i sort of brought it up fox what um do you have an idea of what um thrill you'd most li- like to see made into a movie from 1979 so to be honest like so abc warriors i feel like if we made a movie now it would just turn into some michael bay garbage like <laughs> i mean that's that yeah no definitely that's why my that's why I specifically said that mine has to be yeah. some sort of weird art house. Like I don't know if people would actually watch this sort of thing. Yeah. Well, and I think like that actually makes a good amount of sense. Yeah. I to be honest, like I think like Project Overkill or um, The Mind of Wolfie Smith, if they were like B schlock movies, would be incredibly <laughs> hilarious. Um, but I'll be honest, like. The one that I would want to see the most is Strontium Dog or the Stainless Steel Rat. Like, mm-hmm. the Stainless Steel Rat, I feel like, would actually be a fairly interesting sci-fi movie. Absolutely. Like, a, sci- like a sci-fi thief movie is really great. Strontium Dog, I just like, uh, I mean, obviously a lot. Um, yeah. No, everything year, Strontium but, Dog, for sure. <laughs> well, but, like, now especially that, you know, you have people sort of warmed up with guardians of the galaxy being this big hit although mm. it is all comedy like strontium dog is a really great non-comedic i mean there are some comedic elements to it you know yeah. like dirt cucumber sure but they're not like you know it, the comic is not meant to be hilarious yeah no i know <laughs> what you mean and it's quite effective at that so yeah but the the ground is set for yeah a uh, a sci-fi like more sci-fi heist movies or something like that or things along those lines Exactly. Yeah. Hey guys, Conrad from the future here. When we taped this episode, I wasn't aware of the Strontium Dog fan film Search to Destroy, now available on YouTube. Because we just talked about a movie version of Strontium Dog, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it again. Anyhow, on with the show. Yeah, I think the only problem with a sci-fi, with a uh, stainless steel rat movie, is you just can't get that late 70s James Coburn to be uh, no. Jim Degrees, you know? <laughs> like, it would have been awesome. Uh, you know? <laughs> I, I agree with you, Carlos Escara. Like a like, absolutely phenomenal. State yeah, like a rat. like a like a sequel to Our Man Flint. That's a bad stainless steel oh, rat. <laughs> like I don't know, you know. <laughs> oh, all, all right, right, man. Yeah. So, hey, Fox. So two thousand AD. It's a it's a weekly comic, but it's easy to separate it out into months as we do on this year podcast. <laughs> um, oh yeah. 
So what is your... Uh, oh, sorry. I guess we should do it this way, actually. Oh, um, award for best month. What's your sure. what's your favorite month of 2000 AD for 1979? So uh, this one was a little hard to say. Like I had to peel back through a bunch of stuff and, and mm-hmm. kind of find where um, the most best things happened. Sure. Uh, so like whatever. So April 1979. You son of a we, bitch. <laughs> we had one less Dan Dare that month, which is awesome. Judge Cal was wrapping up. It's the rise and fall, or the fall and rise of uh, of Hammerstein and Rojas, mm-hmm. which is really fucking awesome. Like, lots of explosions, lots of killing humans, lots of just, like, we need to get the F off this planet, and Rojas and Hammerstein just sticking behind. <laughs> that sucks. Um, Robo Hunter was finally back, and, of course, the Strontium Dog. I can't believe it that of um, of the 15 possible months that we had, and if you include <laughs> the... Uh, the special and the annuals and stuff that I oh, picked. I, don't. That, I mean, but they were they were there for picking. That that I picked April seventy nine as well. That's ridiculous. Um, oh man, I'd Unity. say yeah. What the hell? But yeah, like it, it had that uh that Saturn six revelation where there turns out that the aliens ki- that the that the robots killed the humans and they're all made of gold. That is yeah. just honestly my top moment for set nineteen seventy nine. Just in terms of of like literally when I read it, my jaw dropped and I was like, "What? No!" We're solid gold robots that are rejoicing over the murder of these humans. Yes, know? amazing. Um, yeah. Um, the, the April also had sacrifice, which is my favorite future shock so far about the guy that um gave up his life to bring oxygen to this planet and stuff. Oh yeah. Um and also this is where my 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 grand unified mass effect theory of Dan Dare really um came into came into sharp focus which I really like. <laughs> but yeah, um all the months were were good. Like there were a lot of good months this year. It's funny that every month it seems like has some kind of uh of poison pill in it, you know, of Oh yeah. It'll have a, a a Dan Dare or a um, a Rick Random or a Wolfie Smith or something like that. Something that sort of drags it down and keeps it just being like this month is all perfect. You know, we were sort of got spoiled by October '78. That was just all awesome <laughs> thrills. You know. Yeah, yeah. But I think like you're you always are are good at pointing out like it's good to have the bad with the good because you know otherwise you're just talking about how great something is every week. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, you know, Dan Dare can eat it. Like, <laughs> why did like how you could resurrect a corpse to look like that when it was so beautiful before it ended? It's so sad, man. Like, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about negative stuff just because it's not fun or whatever. But um, yeah. but it is a bummer that Dan Dare was basically in the top for a lot of our spinnies in '78, and okay. um really kind of just fell off completely at um with its re with its resurrection in 79 which is just like a bummer but also something to keep an eye out for that sometimes thrills when they come back aren't as good as they once were you know they don't peep there's no guarantee that uh management knows why people like something which is important (laughs) to know for so many things you know what i mean looking to screw up dan dare just add mecon (laughs) 
Like, that's what I've seen so far. Fox hates the Mekon so much, you guys. I, I'm just saying he's the common thread in almost every Dan Dare thing we've hated, and it's been two, it's two out of three now. That's fair. And both have involved the Mekon. I should say that it was two out of three, because we're done with Dan Dare in this podcast. Oh, Fuck, thank God. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, final thing. Uh, award 5 Best Year. So, things are starting to heat up in the best year. Um, <laughs> Dude. Area Fox, we just, like, you know, as we're getting more, there's more and more years. So, it's not just like, all right, well, this one's first and this one's second, or it's just this year. Now, there's got to be a middle, and you got to think about that. Just to sort of be like, to keep, you know, as we go through the years, like, all right, so is 77 better than 83 or whatever? Or, you know, as, you know, oh, long-term God. award choice. So what's your, so where does, nine, so I think we both had 78 as being better than 77. So where yeah. does 79 fit in that um, setup? Opposite chronologically. So 79, 78, 77. Absolutely. Yeah, strong agree. Upward trend on um, yeah. on 2000 AD, which is really nice. And I think only... I, uh, I, think I only, just want to yeah. call out very clearly February 1979, Prague 99 for the Max. I just want to say, like, that's what stole me for this year. <laughs> that's what, like, just... Um, was just like yes this is this is the year <laughs> yes man got to do those big fucking jobs dude listen you got to do the big jobs i don't do small jobs conrad do you know what i do i do big jobs dude when i first um oh my god okay i, I should tell you this offline never mind um <laughs> <laughs> um Sir, you got to do a big job. Totally, yeah. How can you? How could you otherwise? Anyhow, so I, okay, that's our award show, dude. Awesome. Wow, we kind of we destroyed everything. We blew uh, through it, but nothing in our way. Yeah, but I think this was fun. Nineteen seventy nine is a real good. 2018 year you know i really a lot of people or i've had a fair amount of people ask me how to read these old progs and it's tough because they aren't really for sale anywhere so you kind of have to figure out ways to do it um through the internet you know if you see if you i'm i'm winking now virtually but man like if rebellion just like started releasing these you know they sort of have all the 2000 ad's released and from 2002 on but if they started releasing digital versions of um of these old ones and you could buy yeah. you know and and they did like they do now we can just sort of buy the year for like 150 dollars or something like that like yeah. 79 is a would be a super strong place to start just for sort of this oh, class yeah. this classic 2000 ad stuff um and just uh, like every like so much is so cool and it's also just a good um thing to remind yourself that just because it's 2008 doesn't mean it ha- like it has to be focused on dread all the time because i think sometimes we get too like oh yes what's the dread story whereas in this yeah. one you get really strong strontium dog stories abc warriors even sort of um secondary stuff like even like like blackhawks kind of like interesting or um robo hunters sort of starting out and doing its crazy stuff um, yeah, it's just, man, a lot of fun. Love it. Yeah, it's it's interesting how much, like, whenever I, I need to do some research about the show, um, mm-hmm. going to the internet, how much Judge Dredd there really is out there and how much, like, literal work I have to do to find some of the other stuff is like, oh, God. 
I mean, it's tough, especially. Yeah, I mean, well, like I was, I was telling someone online, like you know, for for nerds in America, like you probably know who Judge Dredd is. You maybe know who that Judge Dredd comes from, two thousand A.D. Anything else is a total crapshoot. So it's cool to see these second, these uh, like not secondary, but you know these these non-dread things happening. (laughs) You know what I mean? Strong agree. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com or our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're we're at spacespinner2k. For everything else, look up spacespinner2000, and we should be there. So, okay. (laughs) Coming to spacespinner2000 in 1980, Fox, we've got new thrills. We'll have Rojaws' Robo Tales, which is a new kind of uh, a future shock that's basically just um, you know robot focused essentially. Break out your Robo air horns. Exactly. Oh man, now I gotta go find sound effects. Um, yeah, but so um, we'll have a Time Quake, which actually is sort of a another like the uh, a, a Star Lord comic that's just gonna come to 2018 briefly. We're going oh. to have uh, Fiends of the Eastern Front, which is a World War II horror story. Oh, cool. Uh, um, that is, I, I'd say, sort of, for a while was a punchline, but it's recently become sort of a forgotten classic almost. We're going to have the start of Nemesis the Warlock. Not actual Nemesis the Warlock, but one or two um, sort of, like, short issues, sort of, like, basically teasers for Nemesis. Cool. We'll get, we'll get Dash Decent, which is basically another one-page comedy <laughs> comic, like a Captain Klepp, essentially. Um, damn it. Yeah. We'll get Mean Arena, which is a new uh, future sports comic, which I know we both yes. really appreciate future sports. We'll get Meltdown Man, which is a, a Bellardinelli-drawn, um, like, sort of you know, crazy alternate reality story, basically. And I think still holds the record as the longest um, collaboration between one artist and one author in 2080 history. I think it's, it's, it's going to go like 50 progs, basically. Damn. Yeah. And finally, we'll have Return to Armageddon, which I think is, is honestly really the first of many... Like, what is going on with this prog? I, what is going on with this story? I can't even type thrills. <laughs> That's going to have some um, unintentional hilarity for American readers because the bad guy's name is Amtrak, which is the name of the American uh, government's train service. Anyhow, <laughs> in, a, in returning thrills, Robo Hunter, Mach Zero... Uh, Strontium Dog, Tharg of the Mighty, and The Mind of Wolfie Smith all return, as well as the sequel to Stainless Steel Rat, The Stainless Steel Rat Saves the World. That's like a Dr. Seuss story that I've always wanted to hear. Yeah, and uh, Robo Hunter and Strontium Dog basically come back as sort of regular long-term thrills in 1980. Yes. Um, In the world of Dread, we're going to get some cool stuff. We're going to get Judge Minty, which is where the idea of the long walk comes from. Uh, then the there's gonna be a then the big arc in 1980 is of course the Judge Child arc where we meet a uh, future Super Judge uh, Judge Hershey and she and Ju- and Judge Dredd travel out into space and we get awesome. and, and and meet the uh, infamous e- uh, Angel Gang and then of course uh, Otto Sump goes into business with him for himself with Otto Sump's Ugly Clinic <sighs> all that to look for for for. 
all of 1980 and 2018. Oh, also, um, a uh, not yet famous, but soon to be famous uh, comic book author by the name of Alan Moore uh, joins the 2080 oh. staff in 1980. Holy crap. But Fox, for next week. <laughs> Just listen, next week. Listen, for January 1980, okay, uh, sure, I could tell you what's going to happen with the stainless steel rat, or with Blackhawk, or the VCs, or even Captain Klepp. I could tell you about the what the stories for uh, for the new Future Shock thing, uh, Rojas' Rojo's Robo Tales will be. I could even like tease you with the with the the debut of Time Quake. But listen. <laughs> Judge Death shows up next week. It's the prim- it's the debut of Judge Death, and that's awesome. that's all I should have to say. <laughs> that is awesome. Anything called Judge Death has my attention. Until next time, I'm Conrad. He's Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000. Splendug Splendug Verthrig. Verthrig.